Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? Welcome back. The holidays are done. It's 2021. That doesn't mean it's going to be a whole lot better, but we'll... uh, We'll try and take your mind off things for about an hour here. Hang out with us. Let's talk about some video games. And by the end of this uh, particular episode, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are going to feel a hell of a lot older. So uh, if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O uh, dot com, follow us uh, on Twitch and consider making it onto the live show if you can. We do it every Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. But of course, if you're following us elsewhere and watching it there, just supporting the show that way, thank you, thank you, thank you. But we'd love to see you live if you can make it at some point. We've got a lot to go over. We're, 2021 isn't starting off that great, particularly here in the United States. So I figure we'll get the bad news out of the way first with some bad news in gaming. But then we're going to wrap it up with some good news. Uh, something that we're going to start doing each month, the first show of the month. We're going to go through some of the bigger games coming out that month and talk about what it, what we're excited about what we aren't. And then we've got some fun stuff to wrap it all up at the end. Joining me, as always, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? We've had first Christmas. What, what about second Christmas? Second, what are Can you, a hobbit another, now? Take another two weeks off? <laughs> How was your New <laughs> Year's? Again? How was your New Year's? Uh, pretty restful. You know, it didn't good. do a whole lot of anything practically, which was kind of the idea. Good, good. Also on the line, what's up, Yod? How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, doing as usual. Some drawing, some sleeping. You got a little buddy sleeping. there in the background. Discord's, I do. Discord's I being do. bad and pixelating you a little bit. Sorry about that, okay, viewers. There's not much okay. we can do there. But Yes, I, I got a little buddy over the holidays. Oh, that's the plush one. Oh, all right. It is the plush one. He's 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 got some metal. I don't care. I don't care. Ball? Oh, That's... there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh. I don't care. No, oh, yeah. no, chat. No, it's Baby Yoda. Stop it. Stop yes, it. It's always Baby Yoda. No, nothing Just else. Because he has a name doesn't mean we're gonna stop calling him Baby Yoda. Sorry. He's That's... always Baby Yoda. But yes, always. he's the plush one. How was New Year's and the holidays for you guys? Uh, any any cool video game related gifts? Did you buy yourself, treat yourself, spoil yourself on something here and there? What'd you what'd you get, Yod? Besides Yoda, besides maybe Yoda there, I also got this nice glass. You know, if your Discord wasn't yeah, being a pain so... in the ass, we could actually yeah, see it's, what that it's is. It's a, a Mass Effect uh, ah, highball glass. Oh gosh! So it's got the star on one side and the uh, wing, the blue wing on the other side. Very nifty. The wife thought it'd be nice to you know go along with. The other nerdy things like Hellboy up there. Yeah, chat was talking pre-show yeah. about your Hellboy in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, from the should... uh, animated stuff. That glass should be like one of those, those heat heat-activated mugs, where like if you put the cold <laughs> in your paragon, if it's hot, oh, you're a renegade. Yeah, like that. that'd be awesome. Hey, that would be that cool. But... No, no, no. That would be cool. What about you, Jason? Any uh, holiday-related or gaming-related holiday gifts? 
I bought some stuff for myself, which I tweeted out. Of course, I mean, Andromeda was one, and uh, the Subnautica, the new Subnautica too. I got that as well. And then as a gift, my my roommate Lim, who actually streams on here on Saturday mornings, he got me a Near Automata. Oh, nice. Have you played it yet? You have you you haven't even started. No, I, have, I mean, you're in the I've middle never... of Andromeda, but. Yeah, and and I had just finished playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I didn't want another Square Enix RPG at the moment. I think I'd try something a little different. So. Yeah, you're gonna have to Logging let me know what you think of of Nier. Uh, I love Nier, and I can't wait until Replicant comes out, uh, which is just right around the corner. But not something we'll be talking about today because it's not January uh, release. But yeah, you'll have to let me know. I'm I'm curious what you think of that game. It's one of my my favorites. Uh, yeah, here was here was nice. It was nice not having to like go anywhere, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but like normally, you know, three kids and grandmas and grandpas. It's like go here, do this. Then we're there for four hours. Go do this for six hours. And come Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it was nice just like waking up. Everybody opened their presents, and it was like, all right, I love you. Now get away from me. I'm gonna go take a nap. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, li I've lived at least a thousand miles away from my parents for like twenty five of thirty Christmases as an adult. So I didn't do anything which was normal. That's <laughs> I got a ton of gaming-related stuff, so I like I got. We did end up going to uh, the wife's mom's place, but it was basically one one uh, one group of people that stay in their house, right? Going to another person's place where that person stays in their house, yeah. And we stayed in that house, so it's not like we went anywhere really. You know, I I remember <laughs> chatting about that in in yeah. Ready Check Radio chat. You were like, yeah, right. I can't do anything because I'm traveling. I got to quarantine for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obeyed all the rules. I got uh, an Opus right. 10 sealed box of Final Fantasy TCGs. That's one of the mm. sealed boxes I didn't have for my one of each set sealed box set uh, so i got that i got uh, some other gaming related stuff a zelda collector's box thing uh princess bride board game i got socks 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 hang on always oh, oh fire socks and yeah socks. So okay. i got i got socks i think that's the first time i've ever put my feet on twitch so hang on, I got underwear. I got underwear. you got underwear second. let's see what do you got <laughs> that's, that's okay that's okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, but all kinds of gaming-related stuff. Very cool. It was very cool and relaxing. So, uh, all right, let's get to let's get this, the bad news out of the way. Like I said, we'll we'll start with that. That way, we can just move on. A lot of it, I'm sure you can predictably guess, happens to be about a little game. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, who we all know prior to the holiday break was having its woes and has started trying to patch things in and out, particularly on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game uh, being virtually unplayable. And most people agree that there are improvements being made. PC crowd, improvements there as far as bugs, not quite as bad as the uh, last-gen consoles, but still has its fair share of issues. I'm kind of in the camp, and I've told you this before, of I'm just going to wait till like, March you know, when some more updates are out, and then I'll I'll revisit it. Um, but it just keeps getting a little bit worse every day for them. Taking a look at the PC crowd in particular, the Steam crowd to be ultra particular. Uh, yeah, Steam has seen about a seventy-five percent drop off in players on Steam after the release in November, about a month later, mid-December, 
Uh, Steam stats show that the game peaked with 1,054,388 concurrent players on December 12th. That was two days after release on December 10th. Uh, the game has been in a steady decline since then and peaked at just 147,000-plus concurrent players over the past 24 hours. That was this week. Now, granted, let's not scoff at almost 150,000 concurrent players. There are games that would absolutely cut off their right arm to get those kinds of player base uh, player bases. But, Jason, within 30 days, having gone from over 1 million concurrent players to 150K on just the Steam platform, by the way, we're not talking about player base decreases on PS4, Xbox One, uh, from GOG games, from retail. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about Steam. That's... I mean, you expect a drop-off, right? When a game launches, particularly if it's a single-player RPG that most people are saying is pretty on the short side, actually, if you're just going through the main story stuff. Uh, but 75% of your player base is a pretty substantial drop this quickly. Yeah, I feel I feel bad about this. Uh, no, not, not the actual numbers. Itself. I feel bad that I gave a click to this article. <laughs> because no, it is it is crap what they wrote. It is complete and utter crap. I so agree I with at, you there. So so yeah, it's like you say, it's a single player game. It's kind of short. Yeah, this is natural. And I looked at some other games. Like I even I, like the first one I thought of. I thought of okay, what's another game that yeah had some decent build up? Well, was a pretty big launch and so on. Not a single player game even, but something or it's a single player game. Something with a good repeatable content. My first thought was Crusader Kings Three, which I loved. So I look at that on, on Steam charts, which is different from the whatever thing they're using, which is a little slightly different numbers. That game launched September 1st, 2020, and it peaked at 98,000 players. Then its average listing for October is just over 20,000. So that was down 80% after basically a month. And that wasn't a game that had major controversy or had issues or whatever. And I look at other games around, like another one I looked at, another great one I thought was... Um, Going back a little farther, I looked at Dark Souls 3. Just I just picked that out off my head. 129,000 peak. Second month, average 28,000. So yeah, this article is crap. <laughs> it is perfectly natural for a game that was that hyped, had that many people mm, interested in it on no, day one. I agree with to you. Then to drop by that much to a point a month later. When you look at percentage wise, yeah. Um, I, I think there's two things that play into this, and I already mentioned, I think, both of them. One, this, it is single player. And once you get mm -hmm. through the story, until there's DLC or anything else, uh, you're, you are you may not pick it up. The side stuff may not interest you. Some people complain that there isn't even enough side stuff to do right now. Okay, fine. So it's not an MMO where you're going to log in every other day sure. uh, if it's your game. I get that. Uh, also of concern would be the bug side of things. I am a Steam player that was in those initial numbers, but I'm not in the current numbers, but I plan to be in the numbers in the future. So I haven't abandoned the game, but I'm not sure. playing it right now. So I am a Steam statistic there. I am in the first set, but not the second set. And I totally see your point when you start talking about percentages. Um, and that is the best way to equate one game to another. There's other stuff in this article I'm not going to bring up because I don't like some of the mathematical comparisons they do, particularly one done to The Witcher 3. That's why normally I source all the articles here on the show. I am not sourcing this one because I just wanted to talk about the player base drop, which is widely reported. This just happened to be the first one I put in there. 
Um, but I do think when you're talking about 100,000 to 20,000, 125,000 to 50,000, those are expected drops. You don't expect to lose 750,000 plus players in a month. When you look at percentages, I get it. Like mm-hmm. apples for apples percentage-wise. But when you start looking at the numbers that make up that percentage, I think there's a little bit of a difference between a Dark Souls 3 losing 80% and a Cyberpunk 2077 losing 75%. Yod, you said you kind of had some uh, similar thoughts to Jason here, so let's let's get you I, to chime I, in. I, I, I do agree with Jason a lot on the fact that, yeah, it's a single-player game, Um while there are a lot of glitches, once you get through that short single-player thing, even though it's supposed to be this open-world thing with a whole lot of side quests and things to do, at this point in time, with the glitches, a lot of people are going to power through or, you know, whatever, damn damn the uh, glitches, all that stuff, get through the main storyline, and then put it down for a while. Just like you're doing, Mike, where you put it down for a while, and once the glitches and stuff are fixed... Then they'll go back in and look look at it again and see if they want to do the side quests and stuff. And I think there'll be a spike in numbers slightly um, once that stuff comes out. Because it's not like these Steam players are asking for their money back. They're just not playing it right now. Well, to be fair, so, I asked for mine back. Didn't expect to get it because I was seven hours in instead of two. Right, right. Uh, but... And, and just figure, you know, you know what, what I mean, I'll throw I mean, it in there. You know, if I get it, great. Yeah. If not, I'll play it in March or, or April. Right, Somebody right. in chat does bring up another interesting point that is also concerning along with the player base loss is the discounts you're already seeing on this game. Something we <laughs> saw like Fallout 76 do where, you know, eight days after right. it launched, uh, it was 50% off on uh, Black Friday. That's not a the, good look either. Yeah, the, ga- the game that uh, Jason there is playing right now, Andromeda... I mean, I paid full price for it on, you know, pre-launch, and, like, what, a few months later, it was 50% off. Yep. So I felt a little gypped, sure. But that's what happens when you, you know, pre-order a game that may or may not be the best when it comes out. These, Especially these days. There, there's no such thing as a game that comes out without a patch. Mm. So... I'd like to see what happens to the numbers when the patches come out. I agree. I don't think the game's in as dire a straight as the percentage would have you believe. Um, Right. Is it unnerving on CD Projekt Red's side? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Losing 800,000 players, Jason, is absolute on one platform. Not being available on another platform. (laughs) that, That starts to pile up and make you nervous. Um, is it something they should be a little nervous and cautious about? Absolutely, yes. But for all of its flaws, I don't think it's in the same position as, say, a Marvel's Avengers. No, or Fallout 76. No. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bought Fallout 76 as well. We, you know, pre-ordered it. Yeah, I felt stupid on that is one, that too. But... Avengers? Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one, yeah, that was... Yeah, uh... I, I didn't do Avengers. <laughs> I did not do Avengers. See, that, that went down from a peak at 28,000, and it's at its original, to one month later, the average, monthly average of 1,400. So that's like, that's about 95%. There are less than that, that 700 players on Steam as of 20 minutes ago yeah. for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> something yeah. to watch. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about big numbers, so... Definitely right. something that would cause a little sphincter tightening, but maybe not full-blown blown panic mode yet for right. this one. 
because it, it's expected with a single player game with a short story, short main storyline, and no DLCs. Yeah, and and I, I I get that they wanted to compare it to The Witcher, right? Or The Witcher Three, huge game open world game made by CD Projekt Red. Let's take a look at that. And The Witcher 3, I, I just think The Witcher 3, comparing that today to Cyberpunk today isn't fair. No, comparing no, its, it's first fair. month even, I don't say is is very right. fair. Because to be honest, uh, whether you like it or not, there was a lot more to do in The Witcher at launch than there was with Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, it also and... seems like the more games coming out these days, the more... I mean, I'm sure after this point, they're going to look back on it and try to fix things, but it seems like every successive game that comes out, it comes out more and more incomplete. And and they seem to be using yeah, those I mean, first few whole... pre-order players as beta testers as opposed to actual players. Yeah, that's that whole, so... Jason, that mentality of let's get a shippable product and we'll we'll take care of the rest via mm -hmm. updates, which is a toxic exactly. mentality exactly. to begin with. Um, I And I know we talked about this on the Relic Grind, but speaking to your comment about just, you know, get the early access and all that stuff, uh, I do want to mention here, uh, Outriders, something that I know I'm looking forward to, uh, and Yod, you're kind of looking forward to making the whole yeah, looter have... shooter type stuff. Um, yeah, I've got that game was delayed <laughs> until April 1st. Um, it was supposed to release at the end of February. It's delayed till April 1st. However, on February 25th, Square Enix is holding a free uh, demo period. For the game you'll be able to get uh, your first few hours of gameplay in with single player and co-op there is nothing required to get into that you don't have to pre-order anything they specifically mentioned in their official tweet that they want you to know what you're getting before you decide to buy or pre-order the game so Jason, it feels weird, and I said this on the Relic Grind, so I won't belabor the point too long here. It feels weird giving a company credit for doing a basic consumer-friendly move, but it's such a rarity these days that you do have to give Square Enix credit, and I obviously feel like Marvel Avengers played into this quite a great deal. <laughs> I was about to say they did basically the same thing for for that, didn't they? They give you like a free demo weekend, and then but they give you like the crappy content or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that was a this they, they were saying that that was a beta. In Marvel right, Avengers case, that was actual beta. <clears throat> this yeah, is just a free demo. Oh, and by the way, your progress will roll over too. So if you do oh, nice. decide to buy it, whatever hours you sunk into that free period will roll over into gameplay too. So I'm like every 10 years Square Enix launches a crappy game they have to recover from. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like nice. uh, sticking with Cyberpunk 2077, this I thought was a very interesting one. So on uh, Game FAQ's forums, there appeared a few weeks ago during the holiday break a very long post uh, replying to some people that were expressing concerns about Cyberpunk. Uh, and the person alleged themselves to be a CDPR developer speaking anonymously, and I'm not going. We're not going to go through the whole post, gentlemen. Uh, if you want to check it out, you can. You can search it up on uh, GameFAQs.com or .gamespot.com uh, on the boards there. But they did allege a number of things that, when you read it, I don't think you're very surprised by. Like they all seem 
kind of most of them seem like rational hey we had more planned for this but the higher ups vetoed it and the higher ups are taking a lot of flack right now and to be fair they're they're kind of taking responsibility for this it really hasn't hit us a whole lot but there's here's cut content and then hit play the game in june because this is the way we really wanted to ship it and I didn't think the post was like all that derogatory. There were some bad moments in it, bad looks for CDPR. The interesting part of this is that CDPR normally never comments on stuff like this. They must have found this so egregious they decided to break that stance, taking to Twitter to say, normally we don't comment on rumors, but this time we wanted to make an ex exception as this story is simply not true and then linked to uh, what they were talking about. They sent that tweet out uh, three days ago. A bit of an unusual break in protocol there, Jason, and I'm not really sure if I read anything that really really warranted them making this statement, but it apparently must have ruffled some feathers on their side. I don't know what to make of all this. Like, On the one hand, it's easy to look at, the, to look at what happened with Cyberpunk and say, yeah, obviously there were idiots at the company that, that screwed it up or whatever. And now here's the, the big truth teller coming out and saying this. And then you have the other hand, CD Projekt Red saying, no, this is all false. And it's like, I kind of want to believe both of them a little bit, yeah. but I also want to disbelieve both of them yeah. at the same time. It's all just too convenient, I guess, that that someone would have had all this info and then tossed it out there and then to have the, the big you know, the big dogs, whatever, CDPR, try to disavow. Just, I don't know. It, it strikes me as just difficult to parse, really. What do you think, Yad? Yeah, it's very odd, um, especially for a company that normally just ignores the stuff and lets it roll off. I mean, it, it could be that they, they've taken one too many stabs, and at this point, you know, they just can't take it anymore. Because there, there's always going to be rumors and stuff like that flying about of what the game could have been, what it should have been. I mean, you look at, uh, say... Anything from, oh, was that freaking EA game with the Iron Man suits? I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anthem. Anthem. And you look at the original Destiny, and there there were things in, the, in what they showed originally that was supposed to be in it that wasn't in it. And even the original Destiny, I mean, you could glitch into things that they left in there by yeah. accident because they were, you know, in a hurry covering stuff up. So, I mean, if 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 nobody's found anything like that in the game yet, I would have just assumed that it's not right, you know, that it's false. These these talks of, you know, we wanted to do this, but it was cut or whatever. But then, you know, to that that adamantly come out and go, no, no, that was wrong. You know, that, that I don't know. That's the weird part for me is the book. Yeah, like, I right, didn't, right. I, didn't re I wasn't reading an article, like, that alleged all kinds of stuff like uh, the recent allegations the Jason in, article right <laughs> like like in Ubisoft's right. case like with, with different right. sexual misconduct and harassment allegations or the riot stuff or the riot game stuff um last year and like I wasn't reading that I was reading what kind I could everything I was reading I was like well I mean I could see them saying you know this is our push let's push for this no let's cut this content because we need to make a release day and you know we'll fix this later i'm like yeah it's bullshit and you don't want to hear it and it sucks to like be outed that you, that may have been the direction but to then come out and say look we normally don't comment about this but this is all false i don't know 
I don't know. I kind of agree with you, Jason. I think there's, you know, here's their story and their story, and here's the truth, right? <laughs> like one of those types of deals. Definitely. Right. I agree as well. But the investors, the uh, boards, the people fronting the money are not happy. And they are... I wouldn't be if I lost over a billion dollars in value either, which we talked about just before the holiday break. But stemming from that loss comes a class action lawsuit. Let me rephrase. Stemming from that loss comes three class action lawsuits. I was going to say. Oh, now here's the thing. It is easy on the surface to just go, wait a minute, Jason, your investors pushing for this to release you pushed for it to release it released earlier than it probably should it was shitty you then don't get to sue because you lost money but that's not exactly the allegations here the allegations uh, i'm going to read them to you and the, we're going to go <laughs> I, was, I was going to go okay what exactly is yeah. right yeah. here we go so Please here's do. the here's the what is being alleged in the major of the three uh class action lawsuits something that cd project red says they are they are going to uh defend itself vigorously against so here's the allegations the suit alleges one Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable on the current generation Xbox or PlayStation systems due to an enormous amount of bugs. All right, put your hands up if you say that that is probably beyond allegation and is factual at this point. Yeah, yeah, Jason, Yad, put your hand yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you agree? Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah, so yeah. moving on. Two, as a result, Sony would remove Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store, and Sony, Microsoft, and CD Projekt Red would be forced to offer full refunds of the game. Put your hand up if you think that has moved to factual and not allegation at this point. Yod not putting his hands up. Yod, you're not yeah, playing yeah, along. Yeah. You're not playing yeah, along. I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Three, consequently, CD Projekt Red would suffer reputational, and I can never pronounce this, pecuniary harm fiduciary money basically okay. put put your arm up if you think they have suffered reputational and financial harm yeah. maybe Definitely. by their own doing we're just talking about if they've yeah okay four right. and this is the final one as a result defendants statements about its business operations and prospects were materially false and misleading and or lacked a reasonable basis at all relevant times when the true details entered the market the lawsuit claims that investors suffered damages that end part again absolutely true the game released everybody could see the condition it was in and the investors suffered damages but they're not just saying hey we got damaged badly they're saying the reason we got damaged badly wasn't because we were pushing for a release date it's because cdpr was actively lying about the condition of the game what they were doing with the game and every single time they talked about the game they knowingly were giving false or misleading statements to not only the general public but the investors that were financially harmed <sighs> again it's hard to pick a side jason because i feel like apple v epic we're talking about people that have more money than we will ever see in our lifetime arguing over having just a little bit more money than we will ever see in our lifetime. And I think this is going to be a little hard to prove, but I don't think it's as 
surface level scoffable as some people may think on you pushed for a date you got it out early it wasn't ready you don't then get to sue i think it goes a little further than that if they have any leg to stand on with these allegations that any public statements made or private statements made to investors were materially false and cdpr knew it at the time i think it's mostly scoffable really I th yeah i do because what I think of him primarily was about like two weeks before it launched, uh, the, whatever the, the CEO of CDPR came out and said, it's perfectly fine, ready to go on PlayStation or something like that, right? That was like mm -hmm. around Thanksgiving or so. He said something like that. That is that is the point that I think a lot of people are going back on. That's what a lot of people say, oh, CDPR lied to us or whatever. Yeah, earlier in the year they said, hey, it's coming along fine. It's doing good. It's looking good. You know, back in June or whatever, they said stuff like that, I think. But the one thing that people are really focusing on, and I don't, I didn't read this entire suit. I don't know if that's the one point they're focusing on. But when I think of the Thanksgiving thing, my question at that point is, when he said that, everyone who had already invested in CDPR had had already invested in it. I don't think after he said that, there was suddenly another 500 million in stock that was purchased or whatever, anything like that. I think that whoever was invested, and whoever is, you know, in part of this, was a part of the you know, investor portfolio long before that, probably for the better part of the year, or at least going through the year, when the game was in development, when, yeah, things are going to be, things were broken in June, no doubt. Things are going to be messed up and they couldn't release, so they pushed it forward. So I don't feel like anybody was specifically harmed by a statement said by CDPR in the latter part of the year, certainly. That's where I get the scoff. That's where I scoff at it. I think the argument, though, that becomes, had they been a little more honest, maybe I have, maybe I make the decision to withdraw some of my support at a time where I'm not going to suffer over a billion dollars in total losses after the fact, though. So you think the two weeks, like the two week or so variation, if they would have said then I this think, game sucks, you know, I mean, they don't. They, I don't have access to the full court filings or anything yeah. from the New York law firm or from the California law firm. There's multiple law firms in in different jurisdictions filing these. Like I said, there's three of them that I I know about right now. We could see more, but they they do have. I would assume that they're not just saying, "Hey, two weeks before it came out, you said it was fine and it wasn't." I would assume to make the claim. To, to say uh, all statements that they're making are materially false, lacked reasonable basis at all relevant times. That's the phrase I kind of look at, not at the one time they said these statements. I think they're making the allegation that there were multiple over the course of months statements being made that they knew were false, in which case I think they have a, a little bit more of a leg to stand on. Don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody's going to be getting a huge payout out of CD Projekt Red over this. Mm. And it's certainly, just by the nature of it being a class action lawsuit yacht, isn't going to happen anytime soon, right? I mean, it's, it's going to take, yeah, it's going to take months before a court even determines if this could go to a hearing to decide whether damages could be recouped or not, let alone finish that aspect of the trial. I, I think CD Projekt Red is probably okay, but I don't think it's an, a totally frivolous lawsuit yacht. I, I don't think it's totally frivolous. The, the, the hard part, though, like, like uh, Jason was saying, is the statements. Like, it's going to be hard to to actually nail down, you know, a unless point you got time. emails. That's going to be unless you got emails. <laughs> and and the other thing is, if it's only emails from one person, like say the CEO, is the CEO particularly going to know what the dev team is doing, or is his secretary telling him 
what the dev team is doing. That's well, kind of his job, right? It, it, yeah. it's, well, it's his job to run the company. The company which encompasses multiple games. I mean, I, I haven't been following the entire progression of of um, Cyberpunk 2077 since its inception or anything, so I don't know how hands-on their, their CEO is with stuff, but I would assume the CEO does CEO things, and the dev team does dev team things, and the CEO is not part of the dev team, and he's not sitting there doing QA or you know anything like that. So he only knows what other people tell him. I can't imagine where I've heard this defense before, Jason. <laughs> oh, every time a company gets caught embezzling or insider trading exactly. or right. through, right. through so fraud. Right, so there's that aspect as well. Where the there CEO goes, well. I'm just the CEO. I'm not an accountant. That's why I hire right. accountants. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. See, the CEO builds the team. It's up to the team to do what the team does. Yeah, Enron you know? had a field day with this defense. <laughs> There's a reference for you, uh, younger well, ones. There, yeah, there you go. And you know, if sometimes that defense works, and th in this case, it might if they don't have you know massive amounts of emails backing them up. I don't now, think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win, but it is, I think, an interesting case here. Right. I think materially, the biggest thing you need to prove is whether, if you're going to allege that they were lying and they knew they were lying, that's the hard part, I think, right. to prove. Which, is that they which knew down, they were lying. Yeah, which comes out in emails and who's yeah. telling who what. Hasn't Star Citizen faced suits like this before? They said that the people saying they know they're lying about the development. Star Citizens, that's an entire... Like, we I have know, not I even know. discussed that well, on this show. Yeah, yeah. We'll Isn't discuss it when it comes out. So. Yeah. Oh, you mean in 2077? Yeah, well, whoever <laughs> takes over the site after I die will get to talk about that one. Um... <laughs> two two last things in the bad news category, not related to cyberpunk. Then we're going to move on to some good and some fun stuff here. Uh, I, I brought this one on. COVID-19 shuts down another game. Obviously, a lot of games have been shut down, delayed, whatever, uh, due to the whole COVID-19 situation. This one, I think, is kind of unfortunate. Uh, Microsoft's Minecraft Earth, an augmented reality game, is going to shut down in June. Now... Uh, this is definitely not a game for me. It's one of those like Pokemon Go mobile. I don't do mobile gaming all that much. I think I have two games installed on my phone. Um, but it is one of those more interesting tech experiments. And so whether it was a good game or not, I wouldn't know. I didn't check it out. But I do like this type of foray into augmented reality and stuff like that and seeing where it can be pushed. So this may have had potential for you Minecraft fans to get out in the world and... and do your Pokemon Go type stuff. But as it turns out, Jason, when there's a pandemic and you're not allowed to really be outside, uh, yeah, these games don't do very well. Yeah, I mean, that's probably part of it. But also, I mean, I remember I actually saw some streamers play it, uh, some IRL, you know, travel streamers playing it uh, right around when it came out about a year and a half ago. And they played it over one. And this is these are people who used to play like they played uh, Ingress. Even before Pokemon before Go, they did Pokemon streams of that. Go, yeah. yeah, they did that and did a little Pokemon Go. So they they've done that sort of thing before. It wasn't just a totally new and wacky thing for them. But they played it on one of their streams and never I never I never heard about it until now. Like I'd completely forgotten it existed for a year and a half. So yeah, maybe COVID a little bit, but also I think it just didn't catch on at all. Yeah, do you ever try this? I did not know it existed until you posted the show notes. 
Uh, but so, I did so what play we're thinking Pokemon here is Go. that COVID's just a fortunate scapegoat. <laughs> for, yeah. for this game, this game in particular, yes. I think once the vaccines and stuff go out and people can go outside again, AR games will make a comeback, especially with a lot of people working from home now. So, you know, they can go outside when they want to during work days. And, you know, it'll be something to do to help exercise and stuff like that. Once again, once we can go outside. <laughs> and a little bit so, of what we've seen too, like with you know, with like MMORPGs or CCGs right. or MOBAs or whatever. Yeah. One big right. thing comes out: League of Legends or World of Warcraft mm-hmm. or Hearthstone, and people try to copy it, and a lot of the copies just don't work. Right, and, and it's just convenient that you know the pandemic's happening. It's conven- go, oh hey, it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient for them. Yo, as opposed to everybody else, for them it's convenient. <laughs> so if you want to check the game out, you've got until June. Uh, last bit of, bit of bad news uh, comes from stellar reporting site MMOBomb.com. Um, man, it's what a fantastic site, guys. Like, yeah, you, yeah, really great and handsome writers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you've never visited MMOBomb.com, you need to favorite it right now. Their YouTube channel is fantastic too. You really got to check. Number one in the world. Out. Number one in the world. That's what the staff tells us. I'm, that's what the staff at <laughs> MMO Bomb tells us. Yeah. Uh, facetious, facetious, facetious. Jason and I were uh, there for those of you that don't know. Uh, so remember, or you may have seen when you're traveling around the internet on game sites, in particular, the League of Angels advertisements all over every fucking website you ever touch that's made by a company called yuzu games uh and jason i'm gonna let you go on this one since you wrote it on mmo bomb uh their ceo lin kui uh died on christmas and it it's suspected that he was poisoned yeah that's about what it sounds like it sounds like one of his co-workers might have done it and i've done a little more research on this and apparently it was poisoned tea in particular which I guess if you're in China, uh, that makes sense that that's what it would probably be. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I found a little more info about this from uh, weekinchina.com. I read a little bit on this. Uh, the co-worker that he apparently clashed with, his name is Zhu Yao, says a colleague of Lin's, Lin Chi, he was found to have ordered over 100 types of poison from overseas prior to the Yuzu founder's death. His motive was probably linked to retrenchment plans of the company that were announced last year, speculates China Economic Weekly. People who knew both Lin and Chu, the allegations were shocking, although insiders have acknowledged the clash of ambition between the two men. Quote, Lin's management style method was rather overbearing. He scolded the animal publicly, regardless of their rank. He even hurled things at people. On the contrary, this person describes Zhu as genteel and thin-skinned. Tensions between the two had heightened early last year when Lin, unhappy with Zhu's performance, downsized his, downsized his remuneration as part of a restructuring exercise local media reports. So... The suspect did not get along with the victim, to put it mildly. Over a hundred types of poison ordered. Like, yes. at what point, when you're placing those orders, do you go? No, I probably have enough. I, I probably. I have got enough. 83 yeah. poison. That's enough, uh, <laughs> right? Mm. So how many did he put all of them in the tea? No, I need, I need oh, some dear. more. And obviously, we're making light of a situation uh, here yeah. that, that yeah. is pretty pretty grim and is being investigated still, and people detained over it. Obviously, our condolences. Uh, to their families and friends and and coworkers here is a tough situation, but God, it like you expect this in the realm of politics to to like over in you know maybe North Korea, right? 
Uh, or but, as I said, you know, the, the Yuzu made Game of Thrones Winter is Coming, and this sounds like did. a Game of Thrones type death. Yeah. They did. Uh, are you uh, yeah. sipping on a cup of tea there, Yod? Is that, is I, that I, tea? I might be. I might be. I made this myself, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nobody else here other than the wife. I don't think she. Well, I mean, if you if you suddenly disappeared, she would be suspect one by default. That's just the way the investigations work. I mean, you've watched enough Law and Order. Come on, you know how how this works. And and she does she does really enjoy NCIS. Just check the Amazon cart. If there's a hundred types of poison in there, you might be in trouble. If there's only like sixty, I think you're fine. (laughs) I think I think you're fine. All right, let's talk about some good stuff. Let's talk about some good stuff. I, I like gaming history. Have uh, you gentlemen ever read or, I guess, watched the documentary slash movie now, Console Wars? Like the whole Sega and Nintendo? Not yet. Thing? I have it in my queue. Absolutely. To, to A great read. I, I just love, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff like this. Uh, and normally, we don't find out about it till years later. Like, on the Relic Grind this week, we talked about IO Interactive uh, talking about why Square Enix kind of dropped the Hitman series years ago like four three four years ago uh and and, you know we don't hear about that until well after the fact so here's some really uh really interesting one for you apparently microsoft tried to buy nintendo at some point and got laughed out of the room now we have to go back for this one because this is back when the original xbox was about to come to market and at that time Nintendo was struggling on the hardware front, not doing too well. It was kind of getting its ass kicked by the PlayStation. So maybe it's not a crazy idea, right? Microsoft with their new console. Hey, let us take care of the hardware. You keep making the Mario games. We'll buy you, and boom, we've got a mega conglomerate. No, uh, no just just so everybody's on the same page, uh, it was PlayStation versus N64 at the time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been N64. Okay. Right. Because PlayStation just, just, 2 yeah. would have been the GameCube at the time. Right. Just so everybody yep. on you know that's younger. And this knows is the original consoles. Xbox, <laughs> not the Xbox One, the right. first Xbox. The one right. Xbox. The Xbox One, the Xbox Series, the, the Xbox, Xbox Original Xbox. Series X1. <laughs> X- yeah, okay. Uh, well, at the time, while the company implored third-party developers to work on the Xbox, Microsoft also considered using its considerable financial might to buy developers. And Microsoft set its hi- sights high, according to Entrepreneur.com. Approaching Nintendo about an acquisition. Microsoft was laughed out of the room, says Kevin Bacchus, a director for third-party relations on the Xbox project. They just laughed their asses off, Bacchus said to Bloomberg. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went. Uh, That's kind of stunning to me, Jason. (laughs) Like, Nintendo, I I could almost see them, like, being very belligerent and just throwing them out. But no, they just let them pitch and laughed. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I figure a bunch of, you know stodgy older japanese businessmen <laughs> but yeah. they're just like <laughs> Get out of here. you think they might if this was if this was like you know 200 years ago they might have just chopped off microsoft's head or something or this that's what you would think but instead they just kind of laughed them out of the building so yeah it's <laughs> it's not a crazy idea though if you step back and think about exactly what was going on at that time like you point out yeah the n64 right. although a classic revered console now 
running up against the PlayStation 1 at the time was at a severe disadvantage. Right. But, uh, I mean, the, the fact that they actually laughed at them, like, <laughs> so that they could see it, that, that, that blows my mind. Because normally Asian businessmen... You know, they wait till you leave the room, then laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> just a thing, you know. Then they go to the karaoke bar and just have drinks right. and laugh at right. some more. Exactly. <laughs> have exactly. some sake. Toast those assholes from Microsoft. <laughs> right. Gaijin <laughs> <laughs> idiots. Uh, the pitch at the time was that their hardware stunk, and compared to the Sony PlayStation, it did. So the idea was, listen, you're much better at the game portions of it with Mario and all that stuff. Why don't you let us take care of the hardware? But it didn't work out. Uh, now they did, you know, at the time they were also meeting with Square, uh, now Square Enix, and Midway. Uh, and then they, out of all of these types of acquisitions at the time, picked up a little company called Bungie. Uh, and Halo Combat Evolved became a thing. So interesting gaming footnote for, for all of you. All right, let's review the games coming out. Some of, not all of them, obviously. These are just some that I kind of thought, looking through the list, that we would have some opinions on, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about feeling old and and call it a show. Um, so first up, let's talk about Hitman Three. We've already met. Whoop, that is the wrong slide. There it is. Uh, <laughs> Hitman Three. This comes out January twentieth by the formerly talked about IO Interactive. Uh, credit to IGN. The video you're seeing here is their final preview of the game taken a few days ago. The Hitman series is back. Not in episodic form. Thank God. Um, and obviously, I've already said I'm looking forward to the James Bond one. But I got to say, I'm, I am very much looking forward to this. I liked Hitman back in the day. PlayStation 2 era. This seems to be a little bit of a callback to that that type of gameplay. I liked Hitman 1. I was just, I bought it all when it was all said and done. So like two years after it came out as a collection set that had all the episodes in it. Hitman 2, I actually haven't had a chance to play, but I definitely will be picking this one up, streaming it on RCR. Uh, what system? I haven't decided yet whether it'll be PC or PS5 or whatever. Uh, Jason, are you a... Are you, Hitman fan? Do you like this series? I, I told you this last time. I've never actually played a Hitman game, but I, I want to someday. So definitely a Maybe. lot of fun. It, it's just it a lot of fun, like Yacht, having fun. like nine different ways to accomplish something in a level. Now I get the moral conundrum that some people don't like with this game, and the fact that you're a fucking Hitman. Um, yeah. You but, bought the game called Hitman. Yeah, be a Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in my video games are fictional, so yes. let me let me play it. Um, I, so I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. I can't wait for it. Jason, you a thumbs up, but you're probably not a buyer initially. You want to get maybe a cheaper one, yeah. play it first. Well, I'll probably even, or even play. Didn't they have a collection of the old ones coming out too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, to, I'll pick that up. Yod, is this, this is not one for you or one for you? I, I like the idea of the game. I'd like to watch it for a little while i haven't played the previous ones but it looks like a lot of fun well, you i would give it a thumbs up thumbs up all right so yeah. two thumbs up and then a meh i gotta play some others first before i spend on the new thumb i don't know what you call that 
a not thumbs down, but a not the sideways thumb. The old thumbs, oh, yeah, I'll give it a, a thumbs up in the sense that if it just suddenly appeared in my Steam account, I would play it. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Gifts it to me. I guess I got to play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm gladly. <laughs> Jason, here's one that I put on here for you. This is uh, Stronghold Warlords by Firefly Studio, part of the Stronghold series, coming out January 26th. Thoughts? I'm going to turn it over to you, Jason. This is what I thought in this month's slate would be right up your alley. Maybe you're not interested in it. Maybe you don't like this particular series, but as far as this genre, I know you're a fan. Yeah, I definitely like the like RTS war games, that sort of thing. Uh, but I don't, I just don't like the look of this. This this one's getting the thumbs down from me. Really? What don't, don't you like about it? I don't like the 3D, like the isometric kind of look to it. It reminds me too much of something like StarCraft, which I've never gotten into. I'd rather have the full camera view, like a Total War kind of game something like that the map i'm looking at is just kind of silly looking i mean it's like the video right now honestly yeah this this doesn't look complete enough to me it doesn't look total enough to me like you know total war so <laughs> I, I don't think this is something i'd be interested I see in. what you did there yeah yeah you know there we go it's partial war it's partial. Yod, are you into these types of games? These like strategy warfare. I like warfare? StarCraft, StarCraft Two. Um, I looked at the website when the show notes came, and the artistic style just reminded me a lot of those mobile games. Yeah, where it's kind of yeah. cheesy, and it's really, really Asian. I'm not sure if it's, you know, <laughs> stealing the style or whatever, but. I don't know. No. Not uh, for me. I think I'm going to give this one a thumbs down from me, not because of anything the game particularly does. It's not, And I actually like these types of games, but they have exceeded the amount of time that I usually invest in a singular title <laughs> uh, to the point that it's, it's just they're just not for me anymore. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I won't be purchasing this one. But it is one that Jason, like I would, I like I I don't play Conqueror's Blade, but I enjoy watching you play Conqueror's Blade. So I could see myself watching like you stream or somebody else stream this game at some point. Just not one that I think I'm gonna play. For me, though, the fact that the Conqueror's Blade, I'm down in there in the action words here. I've got just too high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't like that viewpoint. Well, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, next up. We have got uh, the medium. Now this one is for the Xbox uh, by Bloober Team, coming out January twenty eighth. Kind of a uh, third person horror ish game in that your character can communicate with the spirit realm. Uh, they play up the fact that you know at some points in the game you're actually seeing two things unfold at the same time. Your character might be lit walking around the real world, and then in the spirit world, your spirit, the character is walk the medium, I guess, is walking through a very corrupted um, world. You're being hunted in that world and in the real world. Very supernatural, very ghost hunter, very you know survival horror without it being actual survival horror we're not talking like resident evil type game here this is an xbox exclusive uh yod i know you like a, a good story in your games coming from mass effect does this entice you a little bit maybe give you a kind of a maybe a parasite eve or a silent hill type vibe what are you thinking a little bit of silent hill type vibe i'm not gonna go out and buy another system just yeah, yeah, yeah. You set that aside. That but, it's yeah. only Xbox. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's on Steam. Oh, 
I'm seeing it on Steam right now, so. It could be interesting. I'd have to see how gameplay is and stuff like that before. So, uh, I I give it a sideways thumb. (laughs) What about you, Jason? (laughs) Those look kind of cool. I like a good atmospheric horror game, so it's something I could definitely be interested in, but I have to admit, just seeing the Steam price, it is like $50. Yep. And I got to say, I mean, it doesn't look like a game that's going to be like, for for a full-price game, I'd want at least, you know, 30 plus hours or something and I gotta admit it I don't know that it's got that level of detail to it so it's something I might look to pick up later on when it's a little cheaper uh, this is one that I'll definitely be picking up I like a good psychological horror type mm. game um, I enjoyed Until Dark for what it was I really loved Resident Evil 7 I can't wait for Resident Evil 8 You know, I, I just like I, I love the Amnesia series this is right up my alley and I'll probably get it on Xbox uh, rather than PC, although, you know, uh, maybe just to justify the fucking Xbox purchase, uh, you know, <laughs> because there haven't really been many exclusive titles for it yet. I'm, I kid there. I love the, the new Xbox, but I think I'll buy it there. Thumbs up from me, too. Uh, last... I'll be glad to watch you play it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Last one to uh, come out is uh, the, on our list here, January 28th. There's actually a demo available on Steam right now if you want to go try this. Uh, it'll be for PC and the Switch uh, by Devolver Digital. And this is Elijah. Elijah. I'm not exactly sure on the pronunciation. And I wanted to pick this because it's a very different, uh, it's, you know, very almost indie-ish kind of look to it, even though it is Devolver Digital. That I wouldn't exactly call them indie anymore. Uh, but one of those action so extremes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a great inside joke. Um, uh, but yeah, so little action adventure title for those of you that want something on the Switch or the PC. Figured I'd put it here and, and get your thoughts on it, Yad. The gameplay looks fun. Graphics tend, to, uh, on the whole, normally are a really big deal to me. But I'm watching the uh, little preview on our stream right now uh, it, it looks like it could be fun i mean i i would probably pay maybe 15 20 bucks for it like um th- there was a uh, another game on, on that was free on ps4 a while back under store i can't remember the name right now where you you basically play knockoff 80s action heroes and you go around and you shoot things it, it has almost that type of side-scrolling feel that I'm seeing right here. So yeah, I I think I could play it. What about you, Jason? Yeah. Is this one something that you could uh, you could sink in a few days into? We get into this in the next segment. But having played games on Nintendo like 35 years ago, I just want more <laughs> graphics for my game than this. <laughs> Honestly, this looks like it's about from 35 years ago. So. It does. Oh, guys are such graphic snobs. Does it help if I tell you that it's fifteen dollars on the Switch? No. First of all, I don't have a Switch, but even, if, even $15 on Steam. Well, I'm just, just telling you that so then it would probably be, there's no price on Steam yet, but it would probably be about $15 on, $15, yeah. $20 on Steam. Maybe. Too. Maybe. This is the kind of game, if you, if you did get it for me free, I'm not sure I'd play it. Well, I mean, come on, man. The bar there is actually really high. I bought you Witcher 3 and you didn't play it. <laughs> I played that for like 20 hours at least, but this, I don't, I don't think we'd get that far. All right, before we go on to Game of the Week segment, make sure you let us know in the comments below what you are looking forward to in January, and then we'll circle back at the first show in February 
to talk about the new releases that month as well. Uh, let's take a little trip down memory lane and call it a show here. There are a lot of big game anniversaries coming in 2021, a lot of them. And uh, I want to talk about a, an article over on DualShockers.com about what we can expect from any of these. We're not going to read all of them or give you all of what they're thinking. I just want our takes on it. The, the biggest is perhaps The Legend of Zelda. If you had to guess, now I, you guys already peeked at the article, I don't think I would have gone with how old this actually is. I think I probably would have taken five off of it um, yeah. if I just had no, to give no, a I quick answer. I remember having an old Nintendo magazine or something back in the day that listed like release dates of games. So back when it was only about three years old. So yeah, I can, I remember 1985. That's when the NES came out. The Legend of Zelda turns 35 years old in 2026. Okay. Yeah. 35 years old. Now I think on this one, we can probably expect an announcement this year of some type on Breath of the Wild 2, right? We saw that that was a thing back at E3 2019. We haven't heard about it in like two years now. I assume it's, you know, let's celebrate the 35th with, 35th anniversary with some announcement for Breath of the Wild 2, Yad. Right. If, if right. not you some can't... other things as well, but at least a yeah. Breath of the Wild 2. Right. New game, some kind of re-release of old stuff on the Switch that's not available yet. Something to boost sales and get, you know, fanfare up. Something like that. I thought Genshin Impact was Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> fair, fair. Also turning thirty five, Metroid. 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 Which makes sense, right? You know, oh, yeah. right around the same yeah. time. That too. We still have the rumored right? Metroid Prime trilogy. That's been the, that rumor's been around for a while. I mean, it makes sense to see it drop in twenty twenty one, Jason. And and maybe getting a switch port of uh, Samus Returns, possibly the the uh, sequel to Metroid that they just re-released on the Nintendo DS not too long ago, with some changes to it. Uh, although with it Metroid Four like being canceled or basically restarted, I, I don't think we're going to see anything there. But we we should see something, right? I mean, figure like so. This is the year to do it if you're going to do it. Thirty-five years is a right. It's a number. <laughs> it's a good round number that divides divides by five. Chat, how old do you think those. Sonic the Hedgehog is? Let's, uh, let's get Chat's take on how old they think Sonic the Hedgehog is. Oh, my God. That movie came out like six years ago. That's what it feels like about now, right? <laughs> roughly. <laughs> roughly. There was a movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have the fiasco that was Sonic 2006, right? So, Sonic Ugh. the Hedgehog is 30 years old. 30th anniversary um we are going to see new sonic games digital content events major announcements and a tailored license program that stuff has already been confirmed so should be seeing some stuff f0 30 years old as well i love that game love that game f0 i don't think we're gonna see shit about that though no, that, that that game was more of a tech demo for the SNES. It was. Else. Yeah, in the mode <laughs> seven. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon twenty five years. Diamond and Pearl itself is fifteen, and Pokemon Go is already five years old. Mm. I yeah. Bro, I would not, I would have been like what uh, two years? Like if somebody was like, how old's Pokemon? Two years? Pokemon Go been out for two years? Been out for five years. No. Five no. years. I've, I've 
I've seen too many anniversaries on my friend at the Pokemon Company's Facebook go up to say that it was only two years old. I know that sucker's older. Have, have I ever told you the story? In, in 1997, so bef- the Pokemon came out in the U.S. in like 99 or so. In 97, when I was working for Decipher, a couple of our people went to Japan to look at some stuff. And one of the things they looked at was pocket monsters. Mm-hmm. And oh. we just deciphered. We did, they were we were giving we, were, we looked into possibly getting it, but we decided not to because we thought it was too kiddie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was a thing. We talked earlier about the N sixty four and Super Mario uh, sixty four. That is twenty five years old. I really think the the only thing we could possibly see on that front is another classic, you know, console right. release. One of the mini classic consoles. I'd actually yeah. kind of be surprised if they did one for the N64, though, yeah. It might be a little soon since they've got the other two released. I don't know. It'd be fun. I'm sure they could get some cash out of it. Do, I, do either of you own any of those, like the classic NES, the classic SNES? No? My, my brother's got the NES still. Jason, you don't like, own I got rid of mine a while ago, yeah. Yeah. I still play my original ones. I don't need it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I I, I got rid of my original ones a long time ago. Oh, no. I still have all of them. Yeah. My my brother's also got an old uh, Vic-20 sitting around at my mom's house somewhere. (laughs) Resident (laughs) Evil turns 25 this year. We're going to get Resident Evil 8 this year, Resident Evil Village. So... Yeah, maybe we'll get may, might get the remake of four, I guess, right? I, if if they're working on one, that would be that's right. the one everybody's waiting for is the remake of four. Now that one and two are done, and three was a really bad remake. <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot is twenty five. We're still seeing a ton of stuff from Crash. We just had, recently had a release. The Persona series is twenty five years old. That's not one I would have guessed either, even though I'm a, a huge no. fan. I only learned about that like three years ago. Persona existing. Yeah, I love Persona. <laughs> right. Yeah. The GameCube, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, and Animal Crossing—all twenty years old. Twenty. Oof, wow. Xbox, the original, and Halo—something we imagine or we talked about earlier. Twenty years. Maybe eventually they'll release they'll make... Infinite for it. <laughs> I'm about to say eventually we'll get Infinite. I've seen merch. We and we sports. Fifteen years old already. Those everyone were fun. Everyone thought, everyone, everyone thought motion sensors, motion controls are going to be the greatest thing ever. Going to be like right. the best thing that everyone does. PlayStation Three, fifteen years. Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, fifteen years. Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim is ten years old. That so, bothers me more than knowing thirty-five years since. Uh, I feel older for thinking Skyrim is going to be ten this year. Yeah, I mean, that if you're going to do four, fifteen years ago, five, ten years ago, uh, you, 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 Elder Scrolls Six has to come out this year. I mean, it has to. Yeah. No, well, it's not going to, but it has to. Overwatch Adam is five years old years. already. Overwatch is five years old already. Yeah, that one hurts. That you one still hurts. think Overwatch 2 is coming out this year, though? So, at <laughs> BlizzCon, do. you think? I do. So. I don't think it's coming uh, out at BlizzCon, but I do think it will be talked about and released uh, not, not long after. Not before, trailer. The, not before the Overwatch League, I still say, no. Uh, and here's just a few notables for you. Donkey Kong is 40 years old, so is Frogger, Galaga, and uh, Nihon Falcom. 35 years old is the Dragon Quest series. We we talked about that on uh, the Relic Grind. We do expect announcements from the Dragon Quest team this year. They've already hinted at them. Kid Icarus, Bubble Bobble, and Castlevania 
35 years old. And 30 years, we got Battletoads. 25 years, Super Mario RPG. 20 years old, Conker's Bad Fur Day. 15 years oh, old, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. And Tom Clancy's Splinter, Splinter Cell Double Agent. 15 years old. Little Big Planet 2, 10 years old. And Titanfall 2, <laughs> 5 years old. Yeah, you know, I, I feel a little bad about this article, too, because it's clearly just going for all the S SEO. By listing all the games. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. We need, we need to do that on mobile. Just have here's everything that's five years old. There. Yeah. Have, have fun. Big Knock list. All big right. So now list. that we all feel old, before we die, let's slide over and uh, do our games of the week. This is the segment where we each recommend a game to you, whether it's something we've played this week or something we just think you should play, whatever. We're going to give you a game, and in the comments below, either on YouTube or readycheckradio.com, you vote for who gave the best recommendation for the week. For the record, Yod has won once. Jason has won twice. I have yet to win one at all. So Jason mm -hmm. is in the lead. Uh, if you're wondering how that math doesn't work with the episode numbers, it's because some of those episodes you silly bastards didn't comment on. So make mm. sure you how comment. Jason, you. we'll go to you first, sir. Well, it's the you know first start of the new year. It's January. There's snow on the ground in a lot of places in the, in the country. So naturally, I'm thinking of baseball. So as I've talked about before on various other shows and so forth, I'm still thoroughly addicted to the out of the park baseball, the series of uh, great simulation games. If you're ever into like a uh, Stratomatic or anything like that, this is, this is the game to get. You can run like multiple seasons, multiple years, different leagues, do all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm managing a team in Japan right now. That's my, it's a year 2026 and we're trying to make the playoffs again for the second year in a row. Just all sorts of crazy fun. You'll love it. If you're an insane, crazy baseball video game person like me go ahead yad with all the talk of old games and old systems and stuff like that i'm thinking of parasite eve actually i've got a original copy of the playstation one over on my shelf but i don't have a playstation one <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a good old game a lot of fun a little bit of a mix of uh first person and tactical kind of like where it stops the action in RPG style action and you, you could mess with guns and have superpowers and stuff like that and I mean IO fantastic is series amazing did you yes. play the sequel I did I okay. did not get to play the third one though because I yeah. did not have a um, PSP so yeah. uh yeah I love third Parasite birthday, that I opening think. opera house scene yeah. is fantastic in the first one oh yeah that's yeah, iconic yeah. Amazing. Second um, best opera scene in the Square Enix game. <laughs> right. <laughs> or right. Square Soft game, rather. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to recommend Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. I love a ryth uh, good rhythm game. Uh, but I understand that the barrier of entry for rhythm games can kind of be high sometimes. This one, if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, obviously there's going to be a lot of nostalgia with the music that goes along with it anyway, so you've got that going for you. Uh, but if you're just not generally a rhythm game player, this one's a very, very easy one to get into and be able to play all the songs and through all the levels and everything, but can really ramp up for those of us that like a little more of a challenge or who are a little more adept or experienced with the rhythm games. 
So Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is is my game of the week. So you've got Out of the Park Baseball from Jason. You've got Parasite Eve from Yod. You've got Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory from me. Make sure you put in the comments below which is the best recommendation for the week. We'll be back next week, and we'll reveal the winner from the comments and, of course, give you a whole slate of recommendations for next week as well. Chat, thank you for hanging out with us. Today, before the uh, after the show ends, we've got Torchwick going live. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I can't complain. Nobody listens. What are you playing tonight? You finishing up Final Fantasy VI? You're really close to the end. We're going to attempt to. I don't know how long the game is, so I can't promise anything. Sorry. But we're going to try. You're very close. Very close. You want to you wanna share some disastrous choices you've made? <laughs> uh... uh Okay, so if you don't know, I managed to indirectly kill two main characters, <laughs> which is a great start to the sentence. Uh, I had to fight Umaru twice because I forgot a character you need to bring with you. <laughs> I, talent. Talent. I, uh, I found this tower where I could only use magic and spent forever going up and just to die at the top. Ugh. Well, good luck to you. Chat, we'll be turning it over to Torchwick right after the show, so hang tight. Channel will go dead, as usual, for about 30 seconds or so after we wrap up post-show, and then Torchwick will be back with Final Fantasy VI. We'll be back next Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod Artworks at Twitter, Yod Artworks on Facebook, YodArtworks.com. Anywhere it says Yod Artworks, it's probably me. Mr. So, yeah. Winter. You can find me on Twitter at yeah, at Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio on Twitter so you'll know exactly when we're going live, who's going live, and what they're playing. Happy New Year. Stay safe.